Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Good evening. My name is Dr. Anton Jessup. Traveler, adventurer, former horror host, and professor of monster studies here at the university. I'm joining you once more via dubbed VHS tape from the university basement. I can hear the muffled sounds of the faculty Christmas party through the ventilation system, as well as the slow but relentless movements of the creature which lives in the vents. But no bother, it's their time to cut loose and to celebrate even if the sounds of karaoke draw the monster ever closer to the kill. Down here in the basement, my assistant Maxwell and I are meanwhile having our own holiday get-together and are once more considering some listener mail. Maxwell has selected only the best letters and telegrams from the basket, just those inquiries pertaining to monstrous biology and belief. The rest have been crafted into a papier-mâché golem who will monitor the air vents and ring the bell should they be breached by the creature. But enough about that. Let's get on to the mail. This first one comes to us from Matt from Toronto. Matt writes, Dear Dr. Jessup, I am in a holiday predicament, which I am hoping that you can assist with. I have been invited to a holiday gathering by the Waitleys of Dunwich, and am having trouble deciding on an appropriate gift for the hosts. A bottle of wine may be appropriate for the largely anthropomorphic family members, but I am unsure if it would be suitable for those with a more eldritch anatomy. What does etiquette dictate? 
when dealing with a holiday gathering of both human and non-human entities. Your experience would be most welcome. Sincerely, Matt from Toronto. Well, Matt from Toronto, I'm glad you asked. Yes, a bottle of wine is generally a good choice, so long as the recipients can and should imbibe. Personally, I think a properly preserved specimen of a small goblin or hobgoblin is always a reasonable choice as well. It looks good on a shelf, may contain gold coins upon dissection, and it's always a conversation starter at parties, stirring questions such as, why do you have a pickled goblin on your shelf, or should we cut it open and look for coins inside of it? Everyone wins. Next question. Grilla, the Christmas witch, writes in and says, Most esteemed Dr. Jessup, I am writing to correct a deep wrong. In recent years, I have heard growing whispers and even worship of the quite frankly tacky figure Krampus. Sure, he's kind of disturbing, but I find many of his methods uninspired, and further cannot for the unlife of me figure out why he has taken off in the increasingly morbidly fascinated public when I, Grilla, am much more compelling and bewitching a Christmas nightmare. I am a Christmas witch and an ogress that lives in an Icelandic cave, the mother of monsters and the snatcher of naughty children, children that I then turn into a scrumptious stew. I control the tides of deadly winter and darkness. I once ate one of my husbands because he bored me. I feel that many monsters copied my M.O. What more do I have to do to terrify those trying to make merry? How do I get my name out there? Should I have copyrighted my methods? Why does Krampus get so much more publicity? Grilla, the Christmas witch. Grilla, I understand your frustration. First, we must remember that Krampus, while a friend of the show, uh, has always appealed to the masses. He is a beast of the people ready to run through the streets from pub to pub with the whole tongue-wagging thing and all. He's, he's crass, he's vulgar, and the people love him for it. I personally think the problem is that the typical modern horror motion picture, the preferred source of scares for the common man, has shifted too far away from visceral terror and now appeals more to the psyche and to the emotions. As such, the average viewer is starved for such fare and likely to fall for any old flim-flam that offers gory delights and they gravitate to Krampus as well for this reason. So I'd advise you to wait. Wait it out. Wait for the next major shift in the cinematic palette. All right, let's see about this next one. Uh, It says, Season's greeting, Sir Jessup. Did you know that most professionals like yourself struggle to get away and truly unplug over the holidays? When was the last time you put yourself first and allowed yourself to relax? Recently you mentioned your desire to travel the seas. Well, we would like to invite you to join our very special cruise to Antarctica, where we think you will be titillated by the snowy scene, the cold, icy desolation, and the slight paranoia caused by the recent mysterious arrival of an alien life form that can assume the appearance of any of those unfortunate enough to encounter it without the aid of a flamethrower. 
We promise a unique and exciting experience, often replicated in many popular modern games enjoyed by the youths, and we would also much appreciate your expertise when it comes to alien invasions to government installations that could result in death, the total destruction of the human race, and worse, legal action. I won't say the situation is urgent per se, but haste would be ideal in handling whatever this thing is. Eagerly awaiting your reply, Dr. Bra P.S. Never mind. All is well here. Please visit. I am a totally normal human being who is eager to eat you. I mean meet you. Well, Dr. Bria, I greatly appreciate the offer, and Maxwell does tell me that I do need to connect more with the youth culture. Still, I only just returned from an extended excursion to Antarctica, so I shall have to pass and hope that other researchers in my field will venture forth to have a look at this uh, thing of yours. All right, next message. This one says, quick question. Hypothetically, if I kidnapped a prominent mystical holiday figure, say, Santa Claus, and usurped his holiday and then delivered ghoulish toys to children and made a nightmare out of Christmas, am I the jerk? Hypothetically, the Pumpkin King. Dear Pumpkin King, I would be careful about messing with such a prominent elf and minor deity as Santa Claus. Believe me, I would absolutely love to study his bizarre steeds that the human mind can only process as some manner of deer, as well as the machine elves that serve him. But alas, his powers are too great for me, and perhaps even too great for a regal gourd such as yourself. So proceed with caution. He is more dangerous than you might imagine. This next one comes to us from a Christmas Grinch. Not the Christmas Grinch. Again, friend of the show. Uh, this particular author writes, Not really sure who to reach out to about this, but I'm hoping you can help me with a time-sensitive manner. A few Christmases ago, I noticed a horrible odor emanating from the chimney. Turns out my father, in an attempt at holiday cheer, had donned a Santa suit and tried to wriggle down the chimney. Unfortunately, he got stuck and perished tragically, scarring me for life. I cannot emphasize enough that the smell was what alerted us that something was amiss. Suffice to say, the holidays can be a tough time for me, and I am somewhat of a Grinch. Anyway, I've been attempting to overcome this trying event, but my boyfriend's cute pet has presented another problem this holiday season. It seems that if it eats, it being the pet, after midnight, it multiplies, and its sweet nature is replaced by a mischievous bad boy persona, very reptilian in nature, complete with corresponding outfits. Much chaos has been left in their wake. Water and sunlight have interesting effects on this creature, wondering if you have any information on any other creatures with similarities. In a related vein, a friend of mine's dad died tragically and is now cursed to be a snowman. Traumatized, a Christmas Grinch. Oh, well, the creatures you mention here, Mr. Grinch, uh, are quite fascinating. And, of course, uh, they do reflect 
the importance of water and uh, uh, in, in, in various terrestrial creatures, uh, creatures of the natural world. Uh, there's also a lot to say about them concerning the role of water scarcity in the anatomies and behaviors of many creatures. But I have great news for you in general. Your aversion to the holidays can actually be somewhat solved via your boyfriend's new pet. While the strange rules concerning the creature's biology might seem limiting, especially if you find yourself in a small town environment, the possibilities absolutely open up if you venture into a major metropolitan area. Travel to, say, New York City, and you'll find not only a robust art scene, but also the necessary infrastructure to allow the creatures to multiply and cause mayhem without getting so out of control as to cause the downfall of civilization. If you need assistance, I can refer you to a colleague of mine in the city, one Dr. Cushing Gavitter. Next question. This one comes to us from Mala. Mala writes, Rawr, I'm writing concerning a frequently misunderstood holiday, literally called Life Day. People frequently recoil in horror and disgust when I mention my beloved celebration of freedom. Admittedly, it does involve somewhat inappropriate gifts, bizarre, haunting, and improbable musical and cartoon numbers, walking inexplicably in space, red robes, malfunctioning cyborgs, and of course, the vague sense that your life is flashing before your eyes, but it is a cause for celebration, not fear. I implore you to spread the truth about Life Day and assure all gentle beings it is nothing to be afraid of, nothing monstrous about it at all. Woof, woof, Mala. Well, Mala, your winter festival sounds fascinating, especially the part about malfunctioning cyborgs. I'm not sure how successful it can be, however, if it is not monstrous. After all, the best holidays have monsters or some form of supernatural being. Though perhaps you're just not telling me everything. Here's another one. This one comes to us from Humbug in Advance, Sleepless in London. Dr. Jessup, curious if you know about ghosts that haunt and guilt trip you to make you see the quote-unquote error of your ways and quote-unquote feel the holiday spirit. I've been terrorized by memories of my past and threats of eternal damnation when I just want a decent night's rest, to earn a modest living and to be left alone. Is it possible there is more of gravy than of the grave going on here? I'm talking about food poisoning, if that wasn't clear. Humbug in advance, sleepless in London. Dear Humbug, I myself am routinely visited by three time-traveling ghosts every holiday. They urge me to abandon my studies, to give Maxwell more time off, and of course to become more charitable to my fellow men, if, as if my work were not charity enough. If your ghosts are connected to food poisoning, I'd advise checking your foodstuffs over well before you dine, check your can labels, look for curious bulges, and avoid the older stuff with possible lead contamination. And if your ghosts are more spiritual in nature, well, nothing works better than a highly focused and radially polarized proton stream to electrostatically trap the negatively charged energy of a ghost. 
I would install these at regular intervals around your canopied and curtained bed, and then you should be good to go. Have a good night's sleep. And that's all we have for this week. It's time to push stop on our recording, to send out the tape, and settle in for a long winter's nap. By the time you hear this, the monster in the vents will have finished its rampage. Christmas will have passed for now. But the next visitation by Santa and his various kin is just less than a year away. So watch out. This is Dr. Anton Jessup saying good night and end recording. Hey everybody, this is Robert. Thanks again to Dr. Anton Jessup for filling in this week. And thanks to Annie Reese of Stuff Mom Never Told You and Saver for supplying most all of these lovely fictional questions. Thanks to Max, no relation to Maxwell, and JJ for producing the show. Regular listener mail will return next week, but feel free to reach out to Joe, me, or even Dr. Anton Jessup himself. I will forward it to him and have it transcribed onto a paper or into a telegram. You can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.